All right, uh, let's uh, shift the gear and focus on uh, on cricket issues. And, and again, keep the number on hand, 0605842250. And as you know, that after serving on the South African Cricketers Association Psyche Executive Committee for uh, a couple of years, which helped to deepen uh, his understanding of the player issues that have been dealt with, uh, he was then elected president in October of 2018. Uh, he believes that uh, Sanka's strength lies in its diversity as well as ability uh, to unify players on collective issues in South African cricket. But the very organization has come under criticism and its credibility questioned by former players right here on this show. You've been listening to them giving testimony on this show and the name Saka. You might have been wondering who and what is Saka. South African Cricketers Association. That is what it stands for. And in the interest of fairness, we've invited the current president, Ompile Ram- uh, Ramela, who, who is here as well in studio to engage us on a couple of issues as well. Uh, let me welcome him on the Tuesday on the show and say, Mr. President, thank you for your time, Ompile. Welcome to the show. Robert, uh, good evening to your listeners and thank you for the opportunity uh, to actually engage with you on cricketing matters. What made you want to become president, or was it just an election issue where they felt that from a leadership perspective you had what it takes to be the president? Uh, Rob, I think um, when I started out as a professional cricketer, I really had no aspirations of being a president for Saka as a start, because you would know that we started when the transformation policies were implemented, when there was a policy that said... um, professional cricket in South Africa needs to play one black African and then the next year went to two and the following year three. And while being in the system, um, obviously you're a member of SAC at that point in time. And yeah, I just started having an interest in wanting to know what um, what the organization does and how best uh, we can we can get involved as players, you know. And I think my first real encounter with the organization was when we had... Um, a challenge when we wrote to CSA, so I think that 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 issue had been has been ventilated quite a bit. But that's when I kind of got involved um, more to because the issue was taken to Cricket South Africa. I think you know about it. The letter that the players wrote. Yeah, was that the letter regarding Black Lives Matter? Or was that prior to that? So it it, it was entitled um, hashtag James Carriers Must Fall. So that's when I when went and the issue there was about black players in the system mm. being uh, mistreated and not only being mistreated but when they were given opportunities to play, those opportunities were often short-lived or they were taken on tours and didn't get their fair representation. You know, So there were a lot of challenges at least when, in, in my experience when we were playing and I thought, listen, something has to be done and we engaged Cricket South Africa on those issues and yeah, were so you the author? Said, were you the author of that letter? I was the author of that letter. And what response did you get from CSA? Uh, initially, it was shock. Um, uh, the president, the CEO at the time, was Harun Lobat, and he was initially shocked that uh, black players could have this kind of lived experience, you know, in the system. And I, I actually wrote back to him and said, "You cannot undermine our lived experience at that level." I think we deserve an opportunity to present our case. And we presented our case to him, credit to him and his board. They gave us an opportunity to actually ventilate fully some of the issues that were brought to the fore. 
And yeah, so that that was the, the initial response was shock. But um, after that, I also told them that listen, there is actually these things are serious. They're happening, and they're happening right under your leadership. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, and we took the issue forward, and we there was an investigation into some of these issues, and it was found out that there was actually unfair treatment towards uh, black players. So the. The outcome of that was found to be in the positive. So the way that you had presented it in, in writing in that letter was the way that they also accepted it. So in accepting the wrong, what then was communicated back to you to say that they'll rectify or correct all of that that had been uh, done wrong? So, so to be more specific, Rob, the issue focused um, the way we, we went, when we initially wrote the letter, we focused on a number of players that had articulated what challenges they were facing. And the issue at the time when we got to the meeting was there was an immediate incident that had occurred with Kaya Zondo where somebody came in and was flown in above him. Mm. And the issue, and that issue was investigated thoroughly to the point where there was a full report. Um, SACA was part of the report. CSA was part of the report. Um, and I think that the investigation, if I recall, Tabang and Tony led the report, you know, and they found that actually there was despite there being cricketing reasons for him possibly being left out, there was definitely unfair treatment towards um, the player. And I think subsequent to that, there's also there, had, there was further engagement about how do we now enhance and make sure that players do not go through this, you know, because one of the most important things is when you get selected for your country, it means an enormous amount. And you cannot, that moment cannot be taken away from you like that, you know. And, and, and that, that has led to some positive change, I think, um, in how players currently are experiencing the system. But we still got a long way to go, you know. And I think with more players kind of being open about how they're experiencing their, their cricket in the system, whether they can authentically be themselves. Because when you're authentic, you can be your best version, you know. Mm-hmm. So currently we are, we, we are hoping that that's the direction the system is moving at the moment. But are you happy with the kind of progress then from Cricket SA in terms of addressing this, especially in the light of what we've seen around Black Lives Matter and the uproar that happened recently and all of the different testimonies that we've been able to hear and listen to right here on this show? Clearly something somewhere is not working. Rob, I think uh, it would be remiss of me to come to the show as a black cricketer who has actually been, who has had some of the negative experiences in the system and say there are no challenges. You know, and I think we, we still have a long way to go. And I think a lot of the players that it, actually a lot of the players that have raised their issues, particularly former players, their experiences have formed the basis on which how we treat current players. You know, so it, it has been an improvement in a sense that black players actually have a platform, you know. And I think from, from a personal perspective, I think even at SAC, I've made it my endeavor to say if players have an issue, I'm available. That's why I went there, because I can't expect all white people to know my problems, you know. But as a black person, if I'm there, I think I can represent the interests of the black players specifically. But I also have a responsibility that stretches beyond only black players. It, it, it goes to the response to, to white players, color players, Indian players, you know, um, more specifically. So, mm-hmm. so, so that's, we've still got a lot of work to do in the system. I can I definitely admit that. And I think it can only be done through open and honest conversations. The time for people 
sitting in their corner and just accepting what is, is over. One has to come out if they have real challenges. One has to come out if they are experiencing systemic racism. You mentioned the issue around transforming what is there. Let let me dive straight into it here because I'm also not a big believer in these so-called things called conversations because I think people have had way too many conversations and very little action. You Mm. came into the position, what, as a president of SACA in October 2018. Is that correct? Mm. Okay. And um, just backtracking slightly, Tony Irish, uh, who was then the CEO, Uh, vacated in December 2019. Is that correct? Yes. uh, December, yeah, towards the end of 2019. Yeah, December 2019, yeah. Yeah. So you came in as president of SACA in October 2018, and almost a year later, there was a massive opportunity for SACA to appoint a black CEO. And you being there as a SACA president, why was that not advanced why did we still see pretty much of the same happening within a ceo position so to give a bit more context when tony left saka was in the middle of a court case in with cricket south africa you would be well aware of that and we believed at the time that you needed continuity you needed someone who understood the nature and the complexity of the problem at that point in time and andrew got a promotion from where he was and he was the head of legal. He was promoted to be the CEO of SACA. And then from there, Berger was promoted to being the head of legal. Berger was cheaper, and he's a black person. And he was promoted to be the head of legal. So whilst it might look like SACA missed the opportunity, there was consideration for the environment we were in at the time because it was a fluid situation. And the board at the time believed that the best decision to make is for continuity, for someone who understood the complexity of what is going on within yeah. cricket, the complexity of the case at the time. and you, So do you believe talk- then, sorry, sorry to come in, uh, no. Ompile, just right yeah. there, while, while the thought pattern is there, so mm. you, you, the belief then, and, and obviously mm. coming through from a board that we now know of its composition and, and how flawed a lot of their decisions have been, with much respect to them, is that mm. no other person except for Andrew, would have understood the complexities of an ongoing court case? No, no. I, I, th- I think it, it was the court case that we're in. It was more about who is the best person right now. And I think Tony left at a, literally in a space of two months. And that decision was made quite quickly. You know, So the organization made that decision. And I think Andrew has served that position quite well. So we could have. There, there were other possibilities of opening up the post, but we decided to go with continuity, give people promotion, and a lot of stuff were internally promoted, you know. So so there is a balancing act, you know, that one had to think about. Mm. Okay. All right. So I'm just forced to take a break. I want to come back. No I want to pick up on exactly that. Uh, the president of Saka on the line tonight. Hashtag MSW.
It's the Tuesday edition of Marawa Sports Worldwide. We're chatting to the president of the South African Cricketers Association, Mpile Ramela, who is my guest here tonight, 0605842250. Uh, we'll take uh, any questions that you do want to pose uh, to uh, the president of the association. Uh, we'll take those as the show goes through. And I think it was a crucial point as we're heading to the break that we were chatting about the appointment of the now CEO uh, of the association itself, saying that there was a case that was currently underway and things had to be speeded up. Now, just to establish this uh, on the onset uh, again, Ompile, mm. is that when, when in that level of crisis and there's a vacancy of such a, a, a high standing, uh, is it customary to take hasty decisions like that, especially if a position is not advertised? Uh, I don't think it's customary to take a hasty decision, but I think also we, we did take a decision that was in the best interest of the organization that was in the best interest for what would look after the players. And I think we opted with experience of someone who knows the business and someone who's been, who's been there, you know. And that's, that's, that's what that is, Rob. You know, there's no, I would be lying if I concocted anything more than that, that that decision was made based on Andrew's experience. He's been with Saka for an extremely long period of time. And I don't think it was haste. It was more, guys, given what we are faced with, who's the next best person? And we ventilated a, a lot of names through that. And I, we, we, the, the board settled with Andrew. And I think so far he's done really well in this position. And I think he served the players at, um, as best as he could. And obviously I would imagine that uh, Billy, you would say that he's done a great job. But for, for you, <laughs> do, you not, do you do you not think, though, that the position itself, for especially transparency, should have been advertised? I, I, I think for transparency, you could argue that it should have been advertised. But if it, because I was in the room at the time, Rob, and I was present to all that was going on, I would have I would have actually said there's no need to advertise, right? But with the consciousness that you need to consistently transform as an organization, you might have wanted to put it to advert, right? To say who can we get? Who are some of the best black minds we can get into the organization that can assist? There's no doubt about that. Right? That's what part of being conscious about transformation means. But it's, it, it doesn't also mean that we abandon transformation at that level. We might, you know, so so we, we keep having to balance these things. But I think at, uh, given what we are faced with and the nature of the crisis, I, w- I would say that the organization made the best interest and we didn't have the luxury of going to advert. But I definitely think if you're looking at the transformation imperative, one could have said, do we go to advert? Or do we get someone who's been in the organization and do we promote him above Andrew? That that could have been a plus. That was some of the discussions actually that were taking place. But um, a decision was made at the end of the day. And I think, yeah, the decision... Was, was there an interview process though? So was there an interview process? Okay, let's say now Andrew's part of the system. You all believe that he's the best man to take over the position. Do you at least sit down and say, okay, we think he is, but let's go through an interview process to really find out if he is. Was there an interview process? And if there was, were you a part of that? Did you sit down in that interview process with Andrew before you got the position? No, I was, I was not part of the interview process per se. We had discussions as a as a leadership of the organization as to what would be in the best interest. So it wasn't per se, uh, Andrew, you're being interviewed for position. The leadership was making a decision such that, do, what would you do? Do you want to go to advert or do you want to hold the post internally? 
And sure, decision, I understand that. I think yes. you've ventilated and, and explained yeah. that. But I'm trying to say that who was in, who sat through the interview if there was something of an interview no. process that had to be under, undertaken? No, we didn't, we didn't go through an interview process, Rob. There was no such. So no individuals that you can name who would have sat down and said, okay, he might be somebody who's been in the structures for a long time, so he feels that uh, he can take over the job. So there was no formal sit down, let us... Potentially, this is a CEO. This is a big position yeah, yeah. to step yeah. into. So you're saying that there was no such thing that happened uh, before Absolutely. his appointment? Not necessarily. There would have been internal discussions. I think you can even ask him in terms of if you are subjected to anything that I might have not been privy to, but not to my to my knowledge. Mm. But obviously, you you care a lot for transformation. You're somebody that has spoken quite uh, widely yes. about transformation, and you, being the president of the association, you didn't see anything untoward to say, guys, listen, uh, you know, it's 2019, 2020 now. Uh, we need to move on with the times. Can't we look at? And then you maybe, whether you interdict or in, in, intercept that process that was about to be underway, don't you have those powers or is it something that you were quite happy uh, to forego? Rob, to be, to be sincerely honest with you, what, one, of the, one of the things is myself as a player, I also wanted to be involved in the administration. So I was also asked, would I be interested in the position, right, in terms of would, do, do I want to be part of the organization at that level, you know? But I felt it was not the right time. You know, everything mm. has to do with timing because I've been in the organization for quite a while. I've got a bit of experience in terms of the administration and from an education perspective. So my name popped up. I know in some of the discussions about uh, leadership in the organization, but I said where I'm sitting right now for myself, I'm not actually privy. I'm, I'm okay where I am because I still wanted to play more cricket, you know, so I didn't want to get involved in the administration. So there was discussion with me per se that if we do it internally, would you also be interested? You know, but from, from a personal perspective, I can say that I actually mm. did not interrogate that any further. Okay, and, I've and, got no time left. Yeah. I've got to go to no news. Sorry, Mpile. The, the one thing that I just want to clarify, you, you, you talk quite extensively about leadership. Whose leadership? Mm. Who was leadership that was there that made the uh, decision? Le- le- leadership would have been um, Drossi. Would have been? Gerald Dross. Uh, He's involved in the leadership of SACA. Right. It would have been um, myself. It would have been Tony. As part of the board, it would have been uh, Lele. Tony, the, Tony, outgoing Tony? But, yeah, well, yeah. When, okay. when you say... <laughs> yeah, Tony was outgoing. But yeah, anyway, Tony let's was, hold it there. Yeah, let, me, so let me take you, news. Let me take news. Sorry, Ampile. Yeah. Um, let me take news. It is just slightly okay. after seven. Um, Amanda Bachaka is standing by with the latest news. Hashtag MSW. Robert, that's just a problem with these black people with the, in, in this position. He's not saying anything now. Wait until he's out of the system. He's going to come back to you and say, this is what happened to me and we have to feel sorry for him. Why is he not coming clean with everything now? Because he's still in the position. from Okay, um, <laughs> listening to this guy. Okay, well, he speaks good English. I would give him that. But I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I want to know, uh, he's the president, but who does he serve with? Who are the other people in, in the leadership there? Because, I mean, I can hear him speaking good English, but, I mean, he's, I mean, he's not answering anything. He's just 
speaking good English. He's very articulate. Yes, I'll give him that. But he's not answering anything. Good, good evening, Rob, and uh, good evening to Ompile Ramela. Uh, you are speaking to Libra here in East London. Now, you wrote uh, a scathing letter uh, to uh, the Ministry for Sport, Arts and Culture. Uh, where you uh, cried of the lack of transformation uh, uh, at Cricket South Africa. You also called for the minister uh, to intervene um, in solving the issues at Cricket South Africa. Now, my question to you is that if you want the minister to intervene, because you, you, are, you are a cricketer, you, you, you are playing cricket, if you want the minister to intervene, don't you know that the ICC does not tolerate political interference? In fact, I read an article the other day, and the ICC said that they are monitoring the situation in South Africa, and they will act if there's any political interference. So, don't you know, look at Zimbabwe. They are banned from cricket. Thank you, Robert. It's Libra here in East London. Thank you. Hi, Rob. You're speaking to Sir J.C. Tebe here in Stanford. Um, listening to your conversation with the president of SACA, I'm just waiting to hear his response on the letter that he wrote where he was accusing uh, the guys of being... Um, of being um, a, a, a match fixers of being like yeah i'm waiting i'm waiting to hear that because he blatantly went on on and wrote the piece and wrote the letter saying that he's accusing that man uh what's his name for being for being a match fixer so yes thank you for that up uh evening rob uh i, I just have a question here for umpile who who elects the the the, um, the Saka leadership and who controls Saka? Which body controls Saka? Who funds Saka? If if any of the answer to my above questions is CSA, then I I don't think Saka is a credible body to represent players. It's like telling me that uh, uh, NUM is funded by Anglo Platinum and, and then they represent workers against Anglo Platinum. It wouldn't make sense. I'm just asking, Rob. Hello, Mr. Ramela. I'd just like to know, you speak about transformation. You were part of the Cobras team, you're part of the Lions team, you still are. You're still getting paid as a player and you are soccer president. What have you done for transformation? As far as I know, you had two black coaches that you um, had grievances against. Um, you were at the Cobras and you were at the Lions. So, Paul Adams and Jeffrey Tiana. Um, I would just like to know your reasoning behind all your um, career moves. And now that you are president of SACA, you're still not doing transformation, but you complain about people who have um, high-paid jobs and are not doing their jobs. Yet, you are SACA president and you still have a contract at the Lions and you hardly play as a player. So, please let us know what is really going on because you have a lot to say but um yeah obviously there's not much to back it up okay thank you and rob you're doing a great job love your show good night bye bye 
All right, thank you. Thank you so much for all the voice notes. Uh, thank you as well to Amanda Machaka for the news update. Let's dive straight into this. Ompile um, Ramel, uh, who's the South African Creators Association president, is my guest here tonight. So lots to get through. Um, maybe let's close off the issue around the selection. You were still giving me a quick breakdown, Ompile, around uh, the, the so-called leadership uh, who okayed the CEO appointment. You mentioned Dross, you mentioned yourself, you mentioned Tony, the outgoing. Uh, who else is there? Uh, Lele. Lele would have been part of the board at the time. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that was, that was pretty much um, the leadership of SACA, which is the board of SACA. Right, four four people. Uh, yeah, it's a small engine. SACA is not a big organization. People no, 100%. To... No, 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 don't worry about I'm I'm just making sure for the record <laughs> yeah. that it's four individuals, one of which is yourself and one of which was an outgoing uh, individual. So the, his yeah. involvement as an yeah. outgoing would have been based on what? So it would have been based on his experience. And I think um, Tony founded SACA to a large degree, and he had an enormous amount of experience. He had worked for FICA, so he had international experience. And I think one has to solicit his advice. I think you can't go blindly because the guy has been around. He's worked with the different federations um, around the world. And I think one, we, we solicited his advice. And I don't think it was a bad decision to solicit someone who's going out in terms of what he thinks and who he thinks can lead the organization. Was it his decision then to bring Andrew forward? I mean, would he have been one of the biggest supporters of Andrew stepping into the CEO position? I wouldn't say he was one of the biggest supporters. We had to make it goes down to a vote, and I think most the entire board actually voted for Andrew. Said Andrew was the right guy to do the job, and that was that. You know, so so from an organizational perspective, I think also Rob transformation is not about black domination, and it's not about preserving white privilege. Transformation is about creating an environment where black people can come into the system and black and white people can coexist. I think at times there is a, there is a perception that when we talk transformation, it's about extinguishing white people from cricket or from society, you know? But transformation is about how do we peacefully coexist? How do we follow the laws of the country? You know, and I think that that's that's been one of my the definition. And I love the fact that you volunteered this. Mm. The definition that you brought forward, whose definition is it? Which one? Transformation. No, no. What what I'm saying is. Is that your understanding of what transformation ought to be? What what I'm saying is transformation. There are policies and there are laws in the country. Anywhere you go, right? That prescribe how you should actually execute your day-to-day. And I've always been stern on one thing, that we have to follow the law. Because if we don't follow the law, what do we have? We have an enormous amount of lawlessness. And, and lawlessness that either preserves white privilege or that promotes black domination. Right? In our Why society. would it be black domination? Who's no. coexisting with who, though? Because, no, no. What, what I mean, you, you, you would understand. I mean, you've just said, it's like a... Uh, is not a big engine, but you would know yes. that as much as it's not a big engine, it represents, it's the voice for all of the cricketers that are playing yes. cricket out there. So Precisely. it is a big voice. It is a massive voice. In fact, it is that that drives cricket in this country. And my understanding or mm. trying to understand what your definition of transformation is, is now beginning to be extremely fascinating. And hence I ask you, where does that definition originate from? No, so I, when, 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 I, when I advocate for transformation, I come from a legal perspective. What do we have from a policy perspective? What are we implementing our policies? 
And that was also in line with the letter I wrote to the minister. She said, it doesn't matter what is happening and what everybody's saying. What is the law saying? If they're regressing legally from a transformation perspective, then there ought to be an intervention. Not interference, intervention, because legally we're out of kilter. So we, we must be a law-abiding society. So that, that, that's what I work with. I work with the law because that way I know Robert's interests are, are protected, my interests are protected, because at the end of the day, as a union, we represent a diverse group of players who might not even agree on many things. But the legal parameters, the policies of transformation that Cricket South Africa has in place, the, poli- the transformation policies that the country has in place, those ones, if they are administered properly and they are legally implemented, there is, no, there is nobody that's actually going to have issues. This country is going to move forward very fast and things are going to start to happen. Let's apply, the law. Let's, let's apply the law for two seconds. Yes. The appointment of Boucher, was that according to the law? You would have to ask Cricket South Africa. But what, uh, no, I, no, I'm just saying, but I, what, I what, what do you make of it? Details. But what do you make of it from your understanding? As an observer, what do you, what, what do you make of it? What do you understand of it? You're, you're SACA, yes, it's a CSA um, issue, but as a president of, of SACA, what's your observation about it? Is that legally something that you would trumpet and say, great, wonderful appointment? Legally, I, I, I can't just speak as if I'm speaking on behalf of an organization, right? But the reality is, if the law in Mark Boucher's appointment was not followed, there ought to be an intervention. That, 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 uh, CSA is the one, that's why I said to the minister, minister, apply the law. If we are not following process and procedure, the enemy of progress, Rob, in South Africa, is that people have good intentions, right? And guess where everything stops? Process and procedure. Yeah, that's but I'm, I'm, st- I'm, I'm still so, very... Like, okay, let's take the, the, the lady, pity she didn't leave her name, the, the last yes. voice note that came through, saying that you're still part of the Lions team. Is that yes. correct? As a matter of fact, I, I, I lost my contract at the end of the season now when it ended. So my term is coming to an end, and I'm towards the end of the road, right? No, no, so but you're she, saying she, towards she the wrong. end of the road or at the end of the road? No, no, no. I'm not contracted by the Lions. I don't know who's giving her that false information. She's lying. So I you're not drawing anything. any financial benefit from, from the Lions currently? She's lying. You can even call the president unless they're giving it to someone under my name. But I'm not drawing a salary. And the, two, and the two black coaches uh, that you were unhappy about, what was the background there? So, so, so there, she's, she's wrong. One... She's talking about Jeff Doyan. I don't know anything to do with Jeff Doyan. She's, actually, you can ask Jeff if there's, a, there's anything to, against him. So somebody has fed her information, and they fed her false information. But I'll set the record straight. So, one, she's talking about Cape Town where there was a grievance with Paul Adams. Right. right? And there, the players, right? And I actually, so the players at the time said, listen, there's an issue here, right, from a coaching perspective, right? And that issue was brought to me at the time as a captain to say, listen, we are unhappy about one, two, three, right? And I looked at the matter. There was an internal process that was followed, right, to actually get the grievances and the issues that players were bringing forward to be heard. And we had a discussion with Paul regarding those things, right? 
And further down the line, there was another breakdown, right? And when that breakdown occurred, we were like, listen, perhaps we need a new coach as a team, right? And that was brought forward. And there was a legal process that was followed there. And I, I actually, the Cobras one, I don't like talking about it because I, I'm, I'm also privy that Paul has actually, he, he has grown from that experience. It was a painful experience for everybody involved, but the reality is there were issues in the team. And I had the responsibility of saying, how do I best safeguard the interest of the players at the time, right? Mm. You might disagree with the route I took, but I took a decision that said, maybe this team needs a new coach. That was what happened at the Cobras. It's on record, right? There's a full record for that. So to say that I was, um, I don't know, I had it in for him, Absolute rubbish. All right. right. Let, 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 me, a, let, me, uh, let me pick up yeah. on something Sir Jay said because we, we, we could be, yeah. he said, she said on that one. I want to visit a couple exactly. of things here. Yeah. I want to, let, let, let me pick up on Sir Jay's issue around match fixes and the accusations uh, that obviously you would have publicly put out. And, and you know what you have tweeted, you know what you've written. And uh, I know that you, you had tweeted that Alvero uh, was embroiled in match fixing and that he, he, com- he, he compromised literally the game for self gain. Uh, if I'm quoting you directly. So can you today conclusively on the 1st of September 2020 say that Alvira was part of match fixing or fixing games that he benefited from? Rob, to be honest, I don't think me and you can sit here and say anything about what transpired there. Right? You, said of, you said no, it. No, though. Let, let, you said let, it, though. Let me, let, let me complete. I did say he was embroiled because he was embroiled. He was entangled right, is to be entangled. And I'm saying to you, there was a deal made here, right? And I've actually asked Saka to look into ourselves as an organization to say, guys, these were our members when this thing happened, okay? They were our, they are not saying we did a disservice, right? And at that level, whether I agree or disagree with Alviro and what he's saying, I have a responsibility to actually have a look at our organization to see if we've potentially done them a disservice. That report has been commissioned. I've got it today, right? And once we've studied it, I'm, I'm happy to come back to you and ventilate the details of that, right? So I'm saying to you, me a, and re- you, a report conducted by who? No, no. One, you, we, we did an internal investigation to see what we have on record given what's been said in the public on your show. A parallel investigation that is done by Saka on purported match-fixing. Is that what you're saying? Rob, I've asked our organization to say, guys, our former players are saying we did them a disservice. What, what do we have on record? Can I please have the document that accounts for all of these allegations to see what we have on record. because What do you have on record right now, though? Just share that while you are with us. Not the outcome of this investigation, but what you have on record. Because I'm basing this on what you have said. And this is very, very, very strong language that you've used here, uh, President, is that you said in your own written word that he compromised the game for self-gain. Number one, self-gain can only mean that you've had a look at his bank account and the bank account uh, ballooned after these transactions were made. That is self-gain. And compromising means that there was an outcome of a game that you would have seen and said, ah, something is dodgy here. Let's point fingers at Elvira Peterson. Do you have facts on both of those instances? 
Rob, I think you you are there. You you are you are making it seem as if I say I'm saying um, Alvira took money or whatever. One, that not me. Like, you said it. No, no, he was embroiled. You, no, no, they, no, 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 no. We, we've moved from embroiled. We've explained embroiled. So, I am now so, in your next line of he compromised the game for self gain. Explain that because so, okay. those are let two me, damning let, accusations and I, allegations. I want, to, I want to explain what I mean by this because it's happened time and again in cricket where. When there is an opportunity to present the truth in its entirety, right? People cut deals, right? And we know that this match, this match fixing saga, there was deals that were made, right? The truth never came to the fore. And as a result, justice was compromised. We cannot take that lightly, right? Justice was compromised because there was a deal cut here. If there was a ventilation of the truth and people said, listen, I did not do this or I did this and I'm standing by my word, it does not matter, Rob, what would have been your bank balance. You would have stood by your truth because nothing. We are here today because one side is saying the one thing, the other side is saying the other thing. And those things do not match. And I'm saying the truth has to come out. (laughs) <laughs> Ompile, that, let, let, me ex- let, me, let me explain this quickly so, for you, so legally. You no, no, no. For, no, no. For two seconds, for two seconds, let me explain what I'm saying, because you, you are now bringing in justice compromise, which is completely different to directing a compromise to an individual. So, for example, earlier in the show today, we spoke to Nick Bester. So it's almost like saying that that person that came to attack Nick compromised his well-being for his self-gain. Of course they did. He ended up in ICU. He ended up with the gun gone, with the bicycle. Well, he didn't have one, uh, but it was reported at the time, but he gave clarity. Bank cards gone for self-gain. They withdrew money. That is evidence. That is self-gain. You have said in your written word that he, not justice, he compromised the game for self-gain. That that I'm saying. Those are two things that you as a president of SACA have said out there in a public platform in pointing a finger at somebody who is and never has been declared guilty of match fixing, but you were able to put and adjust those words to point a finger at him. I'm saying, what proof do you have of that? Rob, I'm saying to you, (laughs) one, I don't have the full report. I've commissioned it. But self-gain here is there there was cutting of deals, right? And it resulted in a sentence, right? The minute you cut a deal, Rob, you you are compromising something for something else. Whose report are you you, using for that? No, no. I'm I'm telling you that when you are cutting deals, it doesn't matter whether you are using a report, right? So who was cutting deals? Alvira has come onto your show, right? And he has admitted that, listen, people... Actually, let let me put it this way, right? The deals that were cut, right? resulted in lesser sentences, as the judge said. That is my understanding, right? That they, they seem to have been deal-cutting here. I'm not privy to the facts. There is a report that's sitting with Cricket South Africa at the moment. You're not privy to the facts. Alviro has his side of the story. Saka has their side of the story that, listen, we actually supported our players as best as we can, right? So it, 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 it's no use you trying to come for me and say, I'm saying Alvira took money. 
I'm not there. Trust me. Nobody's coming for you. Don't personalize this. This no, is. I'm not this, I'm, no, no. The, you're saying me. No, I'm not coming for you. I don't have an interest in that. Not now, not tomorrow, yeah. not ever. My, my interest is in your written word. And your written word says, and it says conclusively, that he compromised the game. That is a major declaration. And he did that for what? For self gain. And you can only say those things if you have proof. And the proof is in the bank account bulging. And the proof in terms of compromising of a game is in the outcome of a game. So I'm saying, okay, share this information that you have with us because you've declared this publicly. Where was the self-gain and where was the compromise? Rob, as as per the anti-corruption code, you actually don't need to have taken money into your bank to compromise the game. All players know that, right, as part of the training. You, do, you don't have to actually take a cent to, to compromise the integrity of the game. You don't. So that's what I'm saying to you. The minute you go into a deal and you're saying, listen. But then why I'm do you with- have your own report if you can tell no. me? You can declare to no, me, no. but you've got a report that came out today that you're going to be reading tonight. But you can proclaim publicly something completely different. No, no, no. I, I, what, what I'm saying to you about our report, our report is based on what the players have come to your show, on your show, right? And yeah. have said, Rob, we have been done a disservice by our organization. I'm saying to you, Rob, if that is the case, I, as the president, have a responsibility to investigate, to actually look at, okay, what did Saka do when, um, when, 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 when Renoir says, they didn't pay his fees. What was the reason there? What happened? What did what happened when um, whatever it is that have brought to your show, right? When they say Saka pays players according to race, they play mm. white players more. I have yeah. a responsibility to get into the thick of things, right? And I I have gotten into the thick of things on some of these things before that, anyway. But you know I'm the saying- in- intricacies again, Mpil, is that Andrew would have mentioned publicly again that somebody like Vaughn. Uh, would, would have called and said that, you know, uh, he called in the morning, uh, but then Vaughn says he called in the evening. So in terms of legal detail, that already is a huge discrepancy. And that is why I, the, only, the only thing, the only thing is that part two is brewing. Uh, do accept yes. our invitation. Uh, Beverly will be in touch with you. We've got to go. I thank you, Mr. President. I really value your time. We are out of time right now. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Rob. Highly appreciated. There's the Southern Cricketers Association uh, president. So that is Zompile Ramele joining us right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide.